And welcome to Friendship Club, the podcast about friendship. I'm Carrie Lendo. I'm your host. I'm going to be coming at you every week with a new episode all about friendship. I'm going to interview some of my friends. I'm going to talk to best friends. We're going to get real deep talking about friendship. This is my first episode, a little behind the scenes. I've recorded three episodes so far. Very excited by all of them. Learned a lot, not gonna lie. There were some technical difficulties along the way, some formatting thing. I learned a lot, basically. Luckily, my guests are all amazing and transcend any kind of technical problems or kind of a new host, new host um, flaws, let's be honest. This episode, I am so thankful to have Martha Kelly along, my friend and the funny comedian. And we are going to interview Vanessa Gonzalez and Grace Blakeman, two really hilarious, funny comedians from Austin and New Orleans, and then they lived in Los Angeles, and then a pandemic hit, and they're just very delightful and funny and sweet and vulnerable and loving to each other. So enjoy the episode. Let's just start. I want to welcome my first guest host to the podcast. She is a hilarious comic. You've seen her on Baskets. You've seen her in Marriage Story. My friend, Martha Kelly. Hello. Martha, the last time I saw you was probably January, February, before the pandemic. I think I was over at your house. It was after Christmas because I remember... Somehow we were talking about New Year's resolution, and you told me your resolution was to never go to a party again. So I'm not saying you monkey pod this oh whole my God. pandemic, but... Oh my God. I forgot that I said that. I really forgot that I made that New Year's resolution, <laughs> but this heartbreaking to report that even during the pandemic, I was not able to skip 100% of parties. Some of them have been on Zoom. (laughs) And it has been every bit as uncomfortable. I've probably known you since maybe 2007 or eight. I think it was 2007. Oh, you were coming to Austin to do some Master Pancake. Right. And I definitely knew of you. Basically... I knew I wanted to be your friend because everyone I knew who I liked liked you. Like everyone oh. I liked things to say to Mar- about Martha. <laughs> like John loved you. Carolyn loved you. Brendan loved you. Everyone loved you. And I was very fortunate. You just happened to be subletting a place across the street from me. <laughs> I remember that. I remember. I must have met you at a show, but somehow I, I, I invited myself over somehow. <laughs> Um, I remember you coming over, which was fun. And then I remember when I moved to Austin a little, like a year and a half later, we started hanging out. And at one point I said to you, um, just a heads up, I'm probably going to just start following you around wherever you go. And you said, I welcome it or something to that effect. And then I was like, well, if that didn't scare her off. I guess we are embarking on friendship. And we and that's all I wanted. So it worked well, we out. Did it. I monkey pod myself <laughs> to a friendship. You're funny. You love your dog. That's all I need in a friend. 
Weirdly, that's my criteria as well. You're funny and you love my dog and you love all dogs. And I got to meet your your good little friend dog. Remember when he bit Sean Mooney for dancing crazy at your party? <laughs> it's one yeah, of the he didn't like he didn't like dancing, especially if it was a drunken man. It was so funny and fantastic to see a dog get mad at bad dancing. I just, it made me so happy. <laughs> just really stops the party when everyone's having fun and dancing. Somebody else gets bit, which is great because I don't think I, neither of us were dancing. <laughs> Nobody was dancing. Sean Mooney just started cutting loose in the middle of the room and it was a little scary. I felt like Robin was protecting all of us, and I appreciated it. He was trying to save the party. He did it. If he only knew, now we can't go to parties. <laughs> well, some of us wish that people would stop trying to throw parties on Zoom and just let everybody be. <laughs> I feel like some of my favorite moments were just you know, hanging out in John Merriman's, watching something dumb on TV. I still... Really have great memories of when we formed the Glasses Club, which was me, you, John Merriman, uh, Jeremy Neal. All of us wore glasses. I have since had LASIK surgery, so I don't wear glasses anymore. But yeah, and then we just would we went through a Matthew McConaughey rom com movie watching streak that was, whoo, it's pretty intense. It was bad. I like Matthew McConaughey when he plays like a miserable guy or a bad guy, but as a romantic comedy lead, it's it's very hard to swallow. So, I mean, there well, aren't that many really good romantic comedies in general. I don't really like romantic comedies. I like the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel. That's kind of a romantic comedy with <laughs> the Chipmunks and the Chipettes. Some romantic. The Chipettes, yeah, they all, they don't end up together, though. By the fourth movie, they're not, it's very weird. I wish, I wish they would keep that series going. I was going to say, so far, they haven't ended up together. Yeah, well, they are supposed to be kids, but for some reason, they were in high school. Anyway, I don't want to get off on that tangent. Um, But yeah, we had (laughs) That's for another podcast. (laughs) We had a lot of good old-fashioned TV watching parties. And there was always the classic Glasses Club moment when we finally watched Antichrist after almost watching it a few times. Oh, God. That movie really... (laughs) (laughs) It really... We watched it in the afternoon because I was too scared to watch it at night. And I had looked at Wikipedia and read the entire plot and everything that happens thinking that would make me less scared when I watched it but it was it just was disturbing in a way that hung around for days I definitely remember watching it yeah in the daytime and finishing and just feeling distraught and then it was still light outside that I was was ready to go to bed and start an (laughs) Now, I feel like we should talk about, because you're you're a twin and I'm a twin, um, right. among many things we have in common. Did you and your twin sister have the same friends in school, in like elementary school and middle school and stuff? Or did you have your own set of friends? We mostly had the same friends, yeah. 
we hung out, especially as we got yeah. older. I think in in uh, younger grades, just you you always end up being friends with whatever kids are in your class, and we were never in the same class together. Yeah. Were you guys? I wonder if they still had that. We weren't in the same class. I don't know what they thought we would do. I mean, I guess we probably would just only hang out with each other, which would be bad. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, though, to think of that. In a way, it's weird that they just deliberately separate twins like that when they're so little, like five years old is so little to be like, where is my safety net, you know? For me, it was probably good because I probably would have just, just because I was shy, I would have just talked to her and not made any other friends, but I didn't have to. Right. They can talk to anyone. Yeah, and I don't remember being traumatized by it. I just later as an adult was like, well, that's kind of weird. I don't think I was traumatized, but who knows how how we are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're twins. We're Pisces. We love dogs. We wore glasses. uh, We love cookies. Anti-love Matthew McConaughey rom-coms. We love pizza. Definitely, we both love pizza. <laughs> the rare few two women who love pizza. Yeah, it's not easy to find a friend who also loves pizza, but we did it. So, one thing I always—I mean, I feel like I, I feel like I was super lucky that doing comedy, I just had all these great female comedians in Austin, including you. And I feel like one thing as a friend, not to get sentimental, you were always so good. Whenever I called said about my career something dumb in comedy i didn't get or some show or some showcase you always had good advice you were always talk me down you were always good <laughs> about you know not having me not compare myself to other people you know not get caught up in that i mean um. i which i feel like a lot of people struggle with or any industry probably whenever somebody else gets something you're jealous and it makes you feel bad even though you're happy for them but you always have a good attitude about that how did that come about do you think Uh. just a good person (laughs) uh well interesting you should ask because i am uh, planning to move away from la in a month for those reasons of being tired of uh of show business happening all around me as I continue to barely be employed. So I don't know, how did I have that attitude back then? It's hard to remember not being mad about show business, but maybe. It was also just about, you know, not comparing yourself to other people. I guess like from like recovery type, meetings and people where it's like well you know and also but I realized around um around that time like I felt for a while like all of my good opportunities happened while I was drinking and I I blew them all because I couldn't stop drinking and actually write or do a really good job (laughs) or get a really good job and then (laughs) Then when I was sober for the first few years, I was like, well, I have my chance. It's never going to happen. But then I noticed that there were other comedians who had worked super hard, consistently made the most of every opportunity. And Rosie, 
and they and they weren't where they had wanted to be either. Like it seemed like it's just really common for in this industry for things to go up and down for everybody. And it's really so comparing myself to someone who's on an upswing always makes me feel bad. I love to see people on their way down though. God, if that isn't a great um, morale booster. <laughs> uh, not really. <laughs> I don't know if that answered it. I'm sorry I got in a fight with Rosie right in the middle of no, that. It's totally fine. Do you mind if I ask you a little bit about recovery? No, I don't at all. Specifically, do you feel like your friendship-wise, things changed after you were sober? Uh, after a little while. At first, I tried to keep going to bars with everybody, and it was I was so miserable that I had to stop and... But like there are people I was friends with before I quit drinking that I still am friends with. It just it you it was it was really different to go from hanging out every night to like, you know, it changes if you don't see each other that much. But I also just to uh, just to talk about what we were talking about a minute ago. I was really happy when I moved back to Austin and we became friends and uh, I was really happy to have made friends with someone who is really funny and fun to go, fun to do comedy with and fun to watch comedy with. And then you're the opposite of me in terms of being willing to try new things and <laughs> go do anything. Like it's just always super, it always made me want to be more like that. Whenever I would ask you if you'd want to do something weird or that might sound bad and you'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll try it. I'll, I would always be like, wow. <laughs> but that's such a great quality, you know, because I never want to do anything. Why <laughs> Don't make me cry. Let me get to the podcast. I just wanted to. To shout that out. I do. I do love doing new things. It's that's such a um, great quality. It's it makes life better, you know. I imagine I don't have that quality, but I think I daydream well, it probably is <laughs> better. <laughs> I'm so happy you're my friend, Martha, and thank you for being my co-host for this episode. Thank you for having me. And I'm happy um, we're friends. So we did it. What if you said you weren't? <laughs> Listen, Carrie, I wanted to take this take this opportunity to just wind it down in terms of our friendship. I wanted to announce it on the podcast. This is the <laughs> Hey, I want some honest, earnest moments. We gotta be vulnerable. We gotta show our flaws. I feel like I've nailed it on the showing flaws part. I've definitely knocked that out of the park. So no brag, but no, maybe. I mean, me, me too. Me too. Now it's time to welcome our guests. First, we have Vanessa Gonzalez, who is a hilarious comedian. She does stand-up. She does improv. She has a great podcast with her friend Michael Folk you should check out. And we also have her friend, Grace Blakeman, who is a great improv and just actress. Uh, I've worked with them both before, and I love them both. Welcome, Vanessa and Grace. Hi. 
Thanks for having us. So y'all have known each other a long time. Yes. What is it? Wait. Ten? Ten Ten or eleven, I think. Oh, wow. I was thinking like six, but I think you're (laughs) (laughs) right. Tell me about when you first met. Well, we met doing improv. Yeah, I think I was um, visiting Austin and with the team I performed with, and we had like a show at Sing Theater Vanessa performed at. Yeah, I we met. We would go like back and forth. Like I would go to New Orleans. That's where Grace started. And I think we got close when I would go to New Orleans and I I didn't have a place to stay. And I didn't even know Grace that well. (laughs) But I was like, hi, I know you live here. Can I stay with you? And she was she was so sweet and let let me and several other friends stay there all the time. And I think the slumber parties we had made us close. I think um, I had an apartment at the time that just had a lot of extra space. And we we weirdly had a lot of like sleeping surfaces. And I think (laughs) um, the theater I belong to, like would recommend me to people from out of town. Like, Oh, ask Grace if you can stay with her. She'll let you. So having a lot of sleeping surfaces is a great way to make friends. I don't know why we had two twin mattresses that we used as a couch that was like, well, a lot of people can sleep here now. But yeah, we definitely bonded. I remember like specifically one of the first times Vanessa staying with me, I was like, do you guys want to go to Walgreens? They have two for one um, ice cream pies. (laughs) And she was like, yes. She's like, go to Walgreens, get two pints of ice cream. To save a trip, we would always say, like, we're going to get two. (laughs) Did you agree on flavors? I don't know. I think I insisted that we get Rocky Road. It's like, we're getting Rocky Road. Um, I guess you can get your own if you want a different flavor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think I was like, you know what? It's her house. I don't want to bring in my mint chocolate chip if it's going to upset her. (laughs) Vanessa's very adaptable. She's she's very like, she's great at just going along with my, whatever I'm insisting upon. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's uh, sums up our friendship. Grace insists on things and I just go, sure. (laughs) One of my um, questions was going to be, why do you think your personalities work well together? You already answered it. (laughs) Yes. There might be other reasons, but that's one of the top ones. I she knows what she wants. I I never know. I'm like I don't know. You tell me what I want. <laughs> Was it friendship at first sight when you saw each other do improv? I I feel when I first saw Grace do improv, I was like, oh my god, she's so good. I want. I'm not that good, and I was like intimidated to perform with her. And, and uh, yeah, when, when she let me stay with her and like, I was like, oh, she likes me. That's cool. Cause I just thought she was so funny on stage. I didn't know any of those. Um, <laughs> my, my first impressions of Vanessa were like, she seems really cool and she's very talented. And I think she's like too cool for me to talk to. I didn't, I didn't feel cool. I, I needed a place to stay. <laughs> <laughs> I think also our whole relationship is built on Vanessa needing a place to stay and me having a place. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's true. Grace, did you come out to LA before Vanessa? 
I did. I got there in the fall of 2016. And I think she arrived January of 2018. Were you so happy when she said she was moving? I feel like Vanessa thinks I'm a witch and like I conjured it because I would always tell her, (laughs) you should move to LA. Why are you moving to LA? But I didn't make her. I think Grace is a witch. Yes. (laughs) And yeah, I was always like, I was always like, no, I'm, I live in Austin. I'm just going to do comedy in Austin. And then I called her and I was like, I'm going to LA. Can I stay with you? Do you have a place to stay? (laughs) You're like, I have have five mattresses for some reason. (laughs) reason, There's a lot of sleeping surfaces. (laughs) I, I feel like even though we were far apart and all like before we lived together, we would um, another thing we bonded about was I think we had similar like bad boyfriend situations that we would always call each other about. And I just remember like growing really oh, close yeah. being like, I got to tell Vanessa all my boy problems. She gets it. <laughs> yeah, that definitely. I think. Yeah, I would be like, what did your shitty dude do? Here's what my <laughs> shitty dude did. Yeah. Like, oh, they fucking suck. And then we'd be like, oh, yeah, we both we both went back. But then we would, you know, it was a safe space. <laughs> I was just going to say there's something fun about sleeping with bad guys, uh, both you and your friend, and being able to laugh about not only how terrible they are, but that you are going to keep sleeping with them. We had a couple instances of that, Carrie. <laughs> it's kind of fun (laughs) yeah 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 it's just like we we understand we're going to (laughs) continue these toxic relationships but we'll be here for each other (laughs) we'll stop when we're ready and you survived being roommates which not all friendships do yeah I i don't think about that as being like a thing but it's true I know. I I feel like I was going to New Orleans and staying with Grace at least once a year for five, six years in a row. And then even she moved from New Orleans, she moved to Chicago, and then I visited her in Chicago. So we were, I think, just used to kind of living with each other (laughs) for little stints. And then when I got to LA, it was like, it was fun. I, I I tell her I miss like waking up and we're just like, talking like oh this happened at my show this happened at my show and- I was just gonna say it's awesome that you guys getting along uh, as roommates I've had friends stay with me who cut their vacation short because we were fighting so I'm, I admire <laughs> that you guys can uh- <laughs> I'm super grateful because like we if we we give each other space or like grace is someone I could be like I'm upset and I'm feeling this and like we talk it out and it's not a fight. Like we're able to do that with each other where I'm like, I'm just in a bad mood. I'm sorry if I'm being a bitch, but I'm mad about this other thing. And we're like, cool, cool. Do you want to talk? No. Okay. I'll be over here. (laughs) I think we just have good communication. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. You Have you guys ever had a big fight? I think I think we've had we had fight. I think the fight was because I was like I think she was mad at something. I'm mad at something else, and then we get home, and I think we assume like we're both mad at each other. 
what we were. I think that, yeah, it's never been something like intentional that we've like intentionally hurt each other. I think we both have just like vented to the point where the other one feels like, are you, you're mad at me. Yeah. I think that was like our, our big fight was us crying to each other being like, but I thought you were mad at me. You hate me. I think, I think you hate me. She's like, no, I don't. You hate me. (laughs) Figure out how to vent better. So it doesn't feel like we're mad at each other. I mean, that's hard for everyone. Not taking out your anger at the world on other people. Yeah. Yeah. What's one quality the other person has that you admire that you wish you had? I think Vanessa's really good at, I think she doesn't hide how she feels. Um, Like she's very good at telling you what's wrong or she's good at, I think, standing up for herself in a way that I am not. And I, it, I'm like, I want to be like Vanessa and just tell people how I feel and not hide things. And I, I just admire her strength and also that she is like strong enough to see where she, areas she needs to grow and work on them and just go after it. My, my therapist told me I'm an aggressive communicator. <laughs> <laughs> I, I admire in Grace, just like how big her heart is. From the beginning, like I said, of her just being like, yeah, say she didn't know me. And I feel like I'm, I think, more guarded sometimes. And and living with her in L.A., just seeing how she would, like, be so open and, like, join, you know, these improv teams and just go go through any improv institution and group. And everyone's always like, Grace is amazing and, the you know, so great. And, and just... Yeah, just always like loving. I think anyone that meets Grace is always like, she's so loving and open and warm. And I think sometimes I'm like, I go in ready to be mad <laughs> at people sometimes. Or I don't I don't trust as much. And I, I think I admire that she like, she sees the good in people. I love it. What is what's that memorable moment, whether embarrassing or funny or whatever? There's so many moments. I I think one was definitely when I was like, uh, <laughs> I was so drunk in Grace's car in in New Orleans. This was a different time in New Orleans, but I just remember being. <laughs> so drunk and she's driving me to her house and I just she's on the highway and I just kept being like no (laughs) I just kept saying no and and she she was like very politely being like don't please don't throw up just please please don't and I just kept saying no you're on a like a, a high bridge, yeah. like a highway bridge over water. And I was like, Vanessa, I really can't pull over right now. Please don't throw. But like very nice, again, very sweet. Oh, she didn't make me feel bad. And I'm yelling at her like, no. But did you go into the tub after that? Or was that a different time? I think it was the same night. And then I was drunk in the tub. Yeah. I don't know if you went into the tub or I don't think I would put you there. <laughs> you were just like, I'm going to go. No, I, I was in the tub, but then I, I just stayed there for a long time. 
Oh, and then another time when we weren't drunk, but it was in LA and we were on a mission to get fast food and we got fries um, and, and all this food. But when we got home, it was pouring rain and I opened the door and the fries fell in the parking lot. Oh no. I think we specifically wanted to get the fries. Yeah, we specifically were on a fry mission, and I spilled them on the parking lot. They're all soaked, so I I, I said we're them up, or I was like, we're, no, just we're going back out. So we we went back out Did we to go get. Back yeah, we had to get the fries. What fast food place is your favorite? Your favorite fries from what place? I have a thing for. Del Taco, where I love to get their tacos and a side of fries and their crinkle cut and big. I don't know if yeah. you guys have had that. I haven't had that. The crinkle cutness of it. And it was important to me that night. Yeah, Grace had a preference and then I messed it up. So I felt horrible. <laughs> I, and like amazingly enough, that didn't turn into a fight. I just. <laughs> I felt so bad. It was the. The worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> Vanessa, do you have a favorite fried place or am I the only one? Well, I, whatever you like. <laughs> I like all fries except Burger King. That's yeah, fair. I'm like, I, I'll, I'll deal with any fry, really. Um, when you lived in New Orleans, did you ever encounter any of their famous uh, crime? That's a great question. My- um, house was broken into by a, an older man. It's weird. I he I think he was mentally ill, and he tried to break in before, and he was looking through my mail slot and my door and knocking. But he seemed not someone who was scary. He just seemed like he was like an older man. And because I saw him do that before, and then like a week later, our, our house was broken into. I was able to work with the police and come up with like a composite sketch of him. And that was a really weird thing to go down to like a police station. And um, so that's some crime I encountered. And um, I know all this, I know that he's um, mentally ill because they caught him and they're like, oh, he's been doing this for years. And I I hope that he got help and... (laughs) I hope I didn't contribute to his sad life. Good news. We have him right here on our podcast. (laughs) um, He um, he took my laptop. He's using it right now call into Zencaster. (laughs) And then my my window got broken on my car on Mardi Gras day one day, but they didn't take anything, but I didn't have anything to take except an old Garmin. These are my crime stories. Um, This has been the crime report. This is a hybrid friendship, true crime. <laughs> yeah, we got to work in some true crime. Good call, Martha. I don't I don't mean to, I'm not trying to disparage New Orleans. I, I only ask because the last time I went there, the people I went with convinced me that every single person who walks towards you in New Orleans is about to rob you. <laughs> and I spent the whole time yes. <laughs> paranoid and I yelled it a guy uh so and i blame my friends i don't take any yeah i i find that so interesting just that 
um, you're, you guys are told that, but like that New Orleans has that reputation. I wasn't aware that people are warned. Um, but I feel like New Orleans is a magical, wonderful place, but there's also crime. So just see, be careful, she guys. sees the good in everybody. Yeah, there she <laughs> is, classic Grace. <laughs> And I'm like, no, they're going to rob you. (laughs) They're just going through a thing. They'll be fine. They'll give me back my laptop. It's fine. They need it for a while. (laughs) Well, I've never actually been uh, the victim of a crime, and I've been to New Orleans several times. So my story is absolute garbage that I even brought up how crime-ridden it is there, but I appreciate you answering it. It's like, oh, I do have some crime examples. I'm trying to think, Vanessa, have we ever been involved in a crime situation? Mm, we stole a knife from Outback oh. State. <laughs> <laughs> I stole a knife from Outback They have good knives. They do. Was it in L.A.? Bourbon. To be. <laughs> the good one. Um, you guys want to play some newlywed game yeah let's do it so how this would work i'll ask you a question and you tell me how the other person would would answer first grace you'll answer all vanessa's okay and then uh vanessa you'll answer uh, i have different questions for each just so no one has an edge no one has has time to think about it before i'm gonna keep it fair we'll keep score best of five what do we get? You get an Outback Steakhouse knife. <laughs> I love those. <laughs> All right. So Vanessa answering for Grace first. I'll give you the question. Vanessa, you'll answer what Grace thinks. And then Grace, give me what your honest answer would have been. Okay. All right. Vanessa, what is Grace's favorite condiment? Oh, gosh. It's guac. Is guac a condiment? I think so. Great. I I wasn't thinking that guacamole was a condiment. I don't think it is. And I also was like, I don't know um, what my favorite condiments is. So and my first instinct was to say tartar sauce. <laughs> Which I, I don't know. Um which I feel like it's a weird answer. That's okay. Zero for one. But I do love guacamole and Vanessa knows that. Yeah, she's crazy for guac. I feel like we should give Vanessa the point. Not how this works, Grace. I scored the points. <laughs> okay, Vanessa. If Grace could go on a vacation anywhere in the world, where would she go? Oh. Uh, um... Uh, Disney World in like Paris or something. <laughs> I I said Italy. But I also would love to go to Paris Disney. Still not a match. Okay, Vanessa, what is Grace's guilty pleasure TV show? Oh, TV show. <sighs> what does she watch? Oh, Grey's Anatomy. I, um, yes. Okay. <laughs> we have a match. Yes. <laughs> match. It's a yeah. hard game. People, if you, if you watch on YouTube, people do pretty bad at it. And they're married. <laughs> okay. Uh, if, uh, Vanessa, if Grace could be any animal, what would she be? 
Oh. These are hard. They get harder as we go. Um, I'm going to say she would be a bunny. (laughs) That's adorable. It's so sweet. Um, I'm writing these down, so I have to be honest. I put um, penguin. I thought penguin, but I was like, that's dumb. Why is it dumb? I don't know. I, well, I just I didn't think, but that I it popped in. I swear. You're like, okay. all right. This last one might might be the hardest. Uh, Vanessa, if Grace had who, if she had an arch nemesis, who would it be? If you had to pick one person, uh, like a real no, name, like a real person, <laughs> or a name or an entity. I mean, we'd love a name, but it could also be. More uh, abstract. Uh, arch nemesis would be, I have to say, I don't know. I'm just saying the stepmom from Cinderella. Because <laughs> she likes Disney. She likes Disney. <laughs> it was a hard question. Yeah. It's 100% correct. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. All right, we got two points for Vanessa. All right, Grace, can you beat two points? Grace, yes. What? I mean, this kind of overlaps with what we've been talking about before, but what is Vanessa's favorite fast food? I know this. I know that Vanessa likes to get like quesadillas from food trucks. Mm. That's. But if it's going <laughs> restaurants, McDonald's? <laughs> but I feel, no, I feel like there's some in Austin, like P. Terry's or something that you would. Is it P. Terry's? Oh, Vanessa gave a hint. Vanessa gave a hint, but, you know, she wants to help the competition. That's her, that's her problem. <laughs> Sorry, so, I got excited. I think we only went to McDonald's because it was the closest one to our house. And I'm like, that's not. In LA, I yeah, I, I never really went to McDonald's much until LA, where I was like, well, it's the closest. Yeah. But There's yeah, no definitely Pete Terry's if it's Austin. I just wanted to to chime in and support of Pete Terry's. What a great restaurant! That's all I wanted to say. Uh, yeah, we all got excited when Grace said Pete Terry's. Just yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, I love their veggie burger. So good. Yeah. I always get the veggie burger. It's my favorite veggie burger. Is it better than a, a regular burger? I like it more than their regular, but Vanessa, when I come visit you, can we go? Because I'm I don't think I've been. We'll go. We'll go. Ugh, we're making friendship moments happen. <laughs> Grace, what is Vanessa's number one celebrity crush? Ooh. Um so many. <laughs> I want to say Shia LaBeouf, but he's problematic right now. So, okay, like well, she liked okay. him before. Um, yeah, Nick Jonas, Vanessa. What yes, do you do? Well, I'm like, I should just go with my second answer. He just hosted SNL, and I was like saying that that I was in love with him today. <laughs> there you go. All right. So we're so far, we're, are we, we're two for two. It's going to get a little harder. What is Vanessa's biggest fear, would you say? 
um, little white girls in white nightgowns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> little girls who just appear and they're in a like long Victorian style like, white nightgown. Terrifying. <laughs> If you, anyone coming into a room and she doesn't know that they're there and they talk. You have to announce yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Living together requested that if I was coming into a room, I would say hello and not just walk in because I'm a, I walk very quietly and I would scare her a lot. And then I think that her being scared of people, I, I, I also like caught that scaredness where I'd be like, some, now everyone has to announce <laughs> that's a good policy i never thought about i gave you my fear oh, of people yes yeah <laughs> what word does vanessa use the most what word does she use the most they get harder as we go gosh i feel like Van one of the things that's so fun about vanessa is that she speaks in ways that are just so quotable like, I feel like all of our mutual friends quote things Vanessa says. And so I want to say, like, a phrase Vanessa says that I quote and, like, is, like, let him, let her. <laughs> like, anytime we want to <laughs> judge people or be like, oh, why are they wearing that? She's like, let him, let her. <laughs> Vanessa. I I was gonna say fuck. <laughs> I I feel like I curse a lot. Well, we're we're three to four right now, so you've already had the win. But we have one more question. Easier, um, like. Well, yeah, maybe <laughs> this one is really, this like, one's a little harder. This one is straight off the newlywed game. Um, okay. If Vanessa was a rodent, what? What kind of rodent would she be? Oh gosh, a rodent. I said they get harder as we go. Um, I God, the only thing that's coming to me is like a rat, but just because, <laughs> because our our other friend, I just in my mind I'm thinking of our friend Michael who did this sketch where he talked about doing a rat musical where we like people dress up in their grandparents' clothes. Well, I don't know. I'm like, Vanessa's like a musical rat <laughs> in the New York subway doing a musical. <laughs> I, I was, I, I agree, but I, my first instinct was that I would be Gus Gus from Cinderella. <laughs> I should have wow. said well, winning the first ever winner of the Best Friendy Award by one point. It was great. Thank you. <laughs> it was great. Can't wait um, to get my Outback steak knife. <laughs> I realized I should have let you ask some or, or 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 say some, Martha. I apologize. Um, I sh I didn't have I I interjected uh, when I had. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm dead weight is one way to describe my. A uh, hundred. Do not talk about my friend Martha <laughs> Kelly like that. She is not dead weight. Uh, you've all been amazing. 
Thank you so much. What a sweet friendship you have. Thanks for, for podcasting. I'm glad I finally did it and didn't just talk myself out of it like everything else. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, well, it was so great to see y'all. Me I felt too. honored just to be invited. <laughs> Rosie! Rosie! Rosie says she feels honored to part. She just... She... Oh. My is here uh, planting... She's fired. I'm firing my dog. Letter. <laughs> that is the first episode. Thank you for listening. I have a few people I need to thank. You're probably like, hey, who is who did that awesome theme song in the beginning? That was Megan Simon of the band Bad Sandy. Check them out online. She did that theme song for me, and I love it. I also have to thank Savannah McNally for doing the awesome logo. And also Kevin Dean for giving me technical support. That's the first episode. I'm so excited. A lot of big plans for the future for this podcast. A lot of fun episodes planned. We may not always stick to this format. I'm still experimenting. I have a couple topics I'm going to be delving into with some people I'm really excited about. Like, hey, making friends during COVID and a pandemic. Hey, friends who've had a falling out. I've got um, some real fun things coming up. So thanks for listening. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. Rate and review. Help me out and tune in next week.